money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Okay. So, welcome to the show. This is the money where this is the money. This, this is, is the, the money. show where we talk about the hard issues of money and Dave's uh, Stumbling lips over words. are not working this morning. It so. must be because we're actually doing a remote recording again. Yes, so, yes, you know, right. again, this is the first one. You know, it kind of reminds us of COVID days. Right. Because yes. this is where we often did it in your nice little mm. office space up here. Anyway, if you're watching YouTube, you can see it, but you can't obviously if you're Yes, we are not in the studio, but it is just Reb and I today. And so recording from remotely, which, uh, again, we love the technology to be able to do that. And the technology that delivers this into all the different platforms. So uh, Reb said YouTube. And, of course, uh, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on all of uh, a bunch of podcasting platforms. I keep uh, actually just side note. I keep running up against people say, yeah, I listen to you on you know, Podbean or some of the other. And I'm like, I haven't even heard of half of the podcasting platform. So um, that's fun that uh, it's just getting to different places. Uh, and of course, more than enough.ca, not mine.ca and chri.ca. Or if you're listening live on uh, Friday morning here in Ottawa area at 99.1 on chri, mm-hmm. um, all of those different places, we have felt like we just need to get this message out around how our interaction, the hard issues around how we relate to money and our relationship with God. There's so much to talk about. We've got so many uh, previous podcasts and we have no shortage of conversations to have going forward. If you want to listen to us, there's a lot of places you can hear us anyways. And we we value your feedback though. We value the feedback. I mean, so a lot of these shows that we do, I really come from you. They, you know, you mm-hmm. send uh, the comments or you send us a, a question or we have a conversation somewhere in our, in our week and say, okay, we are going to talk about that because if you're asking the question, there's lots of other people that are asking the same right. question. Yes. So, so um, not mine.ca and financial discipleship Canada are graciously sponsoring today's show. Mm-hmm. And we just want to give them a shout out and thank them. For their kindness to us and helping us get the message out, and uh, so you can listen today. We couldn't okay. do it with any like no, this is a, a whole partnership thing. This yeah. is the community, and and we so uh, they're we just, sharing uh, they're sharing some of the resources with us that they have, so that we can do the work that we do. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. just a really great thing. Um, so how many of you today are feeling like like that frog mm-hmm. in the boiling pot of water? You know that story where you get the water and you slowly turn it up and you have the frog in there and you slowly, if you haven't heard it, I'm sorry. To, it's a little to, morbid to start it that It is, but you know, okay, so I had that thought with you because the topic we're digging into today, right now, it feels like there was no slow boil for us. We are that frog in, we literally were outside the pot enjoying our life. And somebody picks us up and chucks us in the boiling water and it's really hot. And that's what the inflationary and mortgage rates are doing Mm -hmm. to us. And people are talking about it all the time. It's 
preoccupying us. We have never heard so many people talk about money, but also in a very fearful way. And we want to just try and walk with you today to take some of the fear away, to have profitable conversations, which we do all week long at More Than Enough, and it's really great. Um, but, you know, we're feeling like a like that frog, I think, but not on a slow boil, just a really high, fast boil. And right. it's, it, it is burning us, and it's causing great stress. So we want to talk about it. And at the beginning, maybe, Dave, we're not going to make people feel necessarily too good because we got some statistics about what's happening in the mortgage world in the next two years. Right. But I, but I, but then you're going to tie in a scripture that you. Yeah, I, I think what we'll do is uh, we'll give the the bad, bad news, news first, <laughs> and then talk about the scripture, right? Okay. okay. So, so I mean, uh, just statistically, and and again, we're we're talking. Uh, I will say a little bit more uh, around what's going to happen with mortgages, because in in the mortgage part of what we do at More Than Enough. The conversation has been going on quite literally for the last six, eight months, even 10 months around the number of renewals uh, that are coming up in the 24, 25 and 26 years. So in the next three years, the number of renewals that are coming up and and really in our industry, in the mortgage industry, um, we know that the mortgage payment is most people's largest single fixed payment. It's the one that, you know, when we talk about our fixed costs or heat or, or you know, our housing costs or transportation costs, um, you know, those costs that are fixed for the most part, um, you know, we have the last 15 or so years enjoyed significantly uh, and artificially low rates and we've gotten used to that. If you bought a house in the last 15 years, you've never seen a rate um, that, that really is a higher than maybe three and a half. I think we might have got to a bit of a 4% in, in a few years in there. But we've constantly seen, if you've had three renewals, you've constantly seen every time I do a renewal, the rate goes down. And usually that meant your payment went down. Now, Again, some of us would say, okay, I kept my payment the same overall, though, so I was able to accelerate my mortgage and, and all of that. But right now, to, again, put it all into context, um, the, the discussion happening at banks, the discussion happening around inflation, and, and the, the pressure is certainly recognized that people have less money to spend. Things are more expensive in this season and then there's this looming uh, percentage, and, and I'll give you a percentage right now in the next two years, so 24, 25, about 45% of all of the mortgages in Canada are going to renew. So uh, almost half of the mortgages, so half of you listening might have a mortgage renewing in the next two years. And you're saying, what can we do with this single largest, you know, this is the payment that's the, the big one that happens in our, in our spending plans. And we're going to experience sometimes a doubling of that payment. So the interest rates have gone up. Maybe you're at a three and a half or even a two and a half percent interest rate and you, you're going, Oh my goodness, it's going to go up to 6%, which is, a, you know, in a sense, the, the between five and six where we're sitting right now. How are we going to manage that? Uh, and of course, that is a 
That's a great question to have. If the renewal isn't quite there yet, right. it becomes a reality if your renewal is, is, is coming up for renewal in the next three to six months. Um, you know, certainly we're having these conversations every day um, with people. And so... And we're not going to let you be the frog that stays in the boiling pot of water. That's our desire. We want to help you get out before there's too much uh, trouble that's caused. That 45%, it's 2.2 million mortgages. That, yes. That's what they say. And um, from what you told me, from the information you've gotten, um, most of the borrowers are, are on fixed rate mortgages. From Yeah, the, I mean, that, the, there's a split and... and Again, if you've been on a variable rate mortgage, most of the people on a variable rate mortgage have experienced that over the last 12 months, 12 to right. 18 months, right? Oh my goodness, my payment's gone up. So they're in the middle of it and they're going, oh my goodness, how do I manage that? And that's that frog getting thrown right into the pot. Right. You know, uh, if we were to talk, you know, I would say, you know, we're in January 2024 even January 2023, but certainly January 2022, um, you know, the economic outlook was the interest rates are going to go up slowly over the next number of years. Uh, we're going to see, you know, uh, kind of a, a, a slow increase in the in the, the Bank of Canada prime rate. And uh, within six months, so by June, July of 2022, that interest rate just started going up and started going up and, and it, started going and up. And you said to me that it's going up quickly because it's trying to meet, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, to, to to deal with the effects of the inflation rate. Correct. Right? So just, they're trying, and, and it's being held now to mitigate, that's yes, the word, to yeah. mitigate the effects of the inflation rate, right? Right. It, and, and, you know, it is one of the mechanisms that, that the Bank of Canada has in really controlling the economy. Um, and maybe I'll just take a, a few seconds to step back. So we have this, this really clear example of, of, in a sense, how economics work in Canada when uh, what happened was, was pre-2020, so before COVID, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, we saw the Bank of Canada raising the prime rate slowly, maybe a quarter or half a percent per year spread out. And, and that was the anticipated trajectory. Um, we knew that. We knew that the interest rates had been held artificially low for, since 2009, waiting for the economy in Canada to start to really gain momentum. And when the economy started to gain momentum, the interest rates are going to rise. Now, there is a sweet spot. Um, and, and so the Bank of Canada is always kind of targeting a sweet spot for our economy in comparison to the economies of the world. We are in a global world. And I'm not going to give you an economics you know, lesson here. But what happened in 2020 when COVID hit, we saw an instantaneous one and a half percent reduction in the Bank of Canada prime rate. So all of that slow projection up, all of a sudden, in the course of literally three weeks, went down. And that was because, oh my goodness, we have no idea what's going to happen to the economy when it shuts down because of a pandemic. Hadn't been there before. Um, and so the reaction from the Bank of Canada was simply to say, we're going to give away free, essentially free money. We're going to allow businesses to reduce their cost of borrowing 
and thus keep more of that money in their pockets so they can spend it and keep the economy going. Well, of course, now fast forward, we, you know, we had that pause and, um, you know, things are now in recovery and it's a very fragile time in, in economies around the world and how they interact with each other. And so in Canada, our economy just simply hasn't responded as quickly. And the Bank of Canada using that one mechanism, there are other mechanisms, but using that one mechanism of increasing the interest rate um, to, to in a sense, protect against the economy moving too fast. So they're essentially putting a bit of the brakes on, but what happens when you put the brakes on and there's momentum going, and then you don't get the brakes off fast enough, you lose momentum and then we end up in a recession. And there's all kinds, again, there's all kinds of opinions. Are we in a recession now? Are we not in a recession now? Today, we wanted to talk about really the impact of, and when we think about the increase in rates that you're going to have at renewal, when you're you're going from, say, a 3% to a 5% or a 2% to a 5%, you know, that's going to steal for the Canadian economy about $15 billion that normally we would have that money to spend on stuff in the economy. Well, that's now just going to go to service our mortgages. So we had that extra money. I'm going to say now before renewal, because our, our mortgage payment is lower, but our mortgage payment is going to increase. And so when that increases, that 15 billion is now going to go service our mortgages and an interest cost. And it's not going to be able to keep the economy moving. We can, can't buy, uh, you know, use it for, for buying stuff in the economy. And that's the big concern that the, that, that the econ economists are really looking at right now saying in these next two years, if we lose $15 billion from the economy in Canada and we're so fragile right now, how are we going to navigate that economy and what are we going to do to respond? And, uh, and so, uh, so that was okay. Let's pause here because you've given us a lot of information, right? So, so, so there's this concern. Personally, we're concerned and stressed. We yeah. don't know if, if you have been on a fixed and you haven't heard from your bank. They, there are some folks that I, I've been talking to who have said, yes, my bank reached out. They want an early renewal and then they're going to, they're going to blend our, you know, right. blend the rate. Right. So I'm going to ask you to explain that in a minute, but sure. you had it. I think now's the time for the scripture verse yes. from Proverbs yes. that you love. <laughs> yes. And, and it says this, the prudency danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Now, this is a really interesting use of words in the New International Version, because if we keep going, we pay the penalty financially if we don't make some changes. And that's part of the message that we want to encourage you with today, because we're not going to say, you know, we're going to Dave and Reb have a magic wand or what's the economist you love? Um, I can never remember his name, but, you know, ben Benjamin Tall. Yeah, Benjamin Tall. He's not like waving his magic wand and making it all better. So we can go back to what was historically super low rates and historically not what what right. we're, what normally happens. We have read some of that. You've been saying it to us for a long time that this is historically not, not 
sustainable. Historically, we're actually at where we normally are in terms of rates and all of those things. And so now what do we do if we find that we have so much mortgage and so many payments? And this scripture verse says that, you know, the wise will see the danger coming and figure out what to do. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Y- you go and take refuge, but how do we, there is another version. And I actually like the other version, even though it smacks a little bit. Uh, it, and it says the wise see danger and take refuge while the fool keeps going and pays Thanks the penalty. Right. And nobody likes to say, Oh man, I'm a fool. But sometimes we can say, and again, we would just, you know, if you rewind and say over the last 15 years, and we've all done this in some way for if I had of just and fill in the blank, right? Um, so hindsight is always the great equalizer when we look back and say, man, if in the last 15 years I had of just accelerated my mortgage payment, maybe I wouldn't have had a mortgage at this season, or maybe it would have been half of what it is now. Maybe, 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 maybes. And I always want to speak right into that and, and say, you know what? We are where we are today. Uh, and so, you know, in a sense, sometimes uh, we can go, man, that really was a foolish thing to just ignore all of the messaging that was going on saying these interest rates are too low and they're not going to last and they're not going to last. And, and again, that messaging has certainly been out of our office to say, you know, take advantage of these low rates, pay off as much debt as you can, uh, because they are not going to last forever. And do you mention the stress test and the Bank of Canada, that that's who Correct. did it, or the, or the Canadian government? I don't, I never know that. Put up the, the standard well, for... Um, the qualifying, qualifying. Right? So we all hated the stress test back in 2016 <laughs> when they introduced, I think it was the 2016, you know, and, and they were saying, I, you know, my mortgage rate is 2%, but I have to qualify at this five or five and a half percent stress test. Like, that's crazy. I want to buy more house. And, and again, that was uh, a little bit of wisdom. Now we look back uh, and we can go, oh, okay. All of those people, all of us who have got a mortgage in the last five years, technically, according to the bank and the numbers, we should be able to manage a mortgage rate of at least five and a quarter or five and a half percent because that's what we qualified on. But of course, our lifestyle and what we got used to was a two percent mortgage or a two and a half percent mortgage payment. And so as we think of that, we go, there is some wisdom that even the banking system put into place ahead of time, uh, knowing, not knowing when, but knowing that, okay, we're, we're right at the finish line here. Somewhere in these next number of years, the interest rates are going to start increasing. Uh, and we can see the signs of that. And we're going to put this mechanism in place. And I was one of those, those guys who hated the stress test and was like, ah, oh, come on until about six months after it was introduced. And then I started seeing, wait a minute, there is some wisdom. And I started seeing some of the cracks and went, okay, well, I hate to, uh, I love to hate it, but I think I can see. And of course, hindsight now is 2020 uh, when we look at it and say, that was a smart thing to do economically. So the first thing, like just to recap, the first thing we want to encourage you to do is like move forward. Look at your situation. Let's get to the practical. Right? Right? Yeah, let's, yeah. I know. Um, you know, financial awareness creates empowerment. You know how much your mortgage uh, is now, but maybe you need to look at what's happening. We just mentioned that there's blended rates that some of the banking institutions are offering um, for with an early renewal. Um, 
uh, a friend of mine said that she just didn't think that was the best that she was going to stay on on what she had, and then and then hopefully the pressure from all these Canadians uh, and and the and the mortgage and the system is going to cause um, you know interest rates to fall. So you mentioned, and and I, and I really want to highlight that. Okay, we have this acrostic that says financial awareness creates empowerment. If there is one thing that I can say right now that everybody needs to do, it is to face their finances. Mm. It is to get a really clear picture of where am I at now? And, you know, again, statistically, we can just say what would happen if you had a 30% increase. So multiply your mortgage payment by 1.3. So take that mortgage payment, go one times 1.3 and say, now I'm going to plug that into my spending plan. And how is that going to change my saving? How is that going to change my living? Like, how is that going to change my spending and if you say, oh, I can afford that now, again, my advice is, is then take advantage of the prepayment privileges and start making that increased payment right now, as of like this week. Go ahead and do that. Uh, that's going to have massive impacts whenever your renewal is. It's going to have a, a huge impact. It all goes towards the principal. If you can do it now, do it now uh, and and don't say, oh, I missed an opportunity or get. No, just go do that calculation and then just simply increase the payments and then begin to live at the level in terms of your mortgage, what you, what you think it will be at renewal. Um, so the other so that that leads me to the next things, which is, you know, you might need to talk to somebody. So, absolutely. Right. So if you need help. Facing your finances in the sense of maybe as a single, uh, I know I, I speak to a lot of single people because they don't have a sounding board. They don't have someone else that they trust that they can say, here's my numbers. Can, can we look at this together? Because I'm only seeing it and I'm not confident in what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. So that may be a parent, you know, if you're single, maybe you want to talk to, you know, if you look at uh, somebody who you see is doing money well or doesn't seem to be stressed about money, um, maybe, you know, again. Or has lived through the 80s yeah, with the 18% yeah. interest rate. <laughs> so so talk to them. Uh, of course, there are professionals. Like what we do at More Than Enough, we're, we're going to make you, in a sense, make you. We're going uh, we're gonna to make you do an assessment. It's a really simple form that we fill out, but we use that for planning and projection and to get a, a big picture of, of what it looks like. So that facing your finances really is the first step right and, now. Right. So you face it, you get some advice from people that are trusted, um, but you also then might have to face the reality, which is one of the things we wanted to encourage you with, which also might be a hard thing that your lifestyle solution mm -hmm. has to shift. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's like we just want to get out of the boiling pot but we want to go back to the lifestyle we had. And I totally get it. We kind of want our cake and eat it too. Right. Um, but in this climate, we are actually seeing that, you know, maybe there are some shifts. And I know we're talking to a segment of the population that probably has an income or two incomes. Um, maybe you have a couple cars. Maybe you have a big house. Maybe you have to make some serious decisions, renting rooms, selling your house, going down to one vehicle, um, taking 
you know, a one less vacation, or maybe you're going to have staycations. Like there's just some things that some decisions and, and we can't, Morgan Housel says it, I think I said his last name, right? In his book, Psychology of Money, you, you can't, you can't tell someone, advise them on their finances. Like can't, you can give some principles, but you, I can't speak to your specific situation. Right. Right. You have your own numbers. You have your own number of people in the family. You have your own stresses. You have your own health issues. And all of that comes into play when you're considering your finances, which is why it's so important to have someone who you trust to talk to if that's what you need. And and there are there are options, right? So again, and we only have a few minutes left. And, and that's why I say that the first real step is is to face it and to say, okay, if I can make these numbers work on paper then then you know in a sense i can i can follow the plan right if the numbers don't work on paper then we need to take more drastic measures and it might mean oh okay getting a second job or you know uh, again if you're a single income family and and um you know you're committed to staying at home as as a housewife uh, and i'm hugging rev right now and you're saying okay well are there ways that we can generate some income that won't necessarily impact it? And, and again, there's only really two sides of the ledger. Either we're going to look at the reducing the expense side, which is difficult in this season right now with the expenses and the core expenses going up. Um, that's really difficult, but that might be a, a possibility. Or we look at the income. There's only two sides of these ledgers. There's income side and there's an expense mm-hmm. side. And so, you know, really looking at that and saying, which one do you have the mechanism to make an impact and change? And, you know, it might be, as you said, Reb, something drastic like selling the house because we bought the house when the interest rates were low and we were on the edge and guess what? Now that the interest rates are higher, we simply can't afford that 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 house, and we have to make that change. That's extreme, but it is a you know, it may be part of that solution that that you need. And I would never go there first. By the way, you know, <laughs> as we talk about that, that is the going to the extreme right. measure. Right. Um, and and there certainly are lots of lots of economists and lots of people in opinion saying, oh, there's going to be a a massive glut in the industry around housing. And mm-hmm. and I'm not sure I believe that. I think we as people are resilient. I do think that building a better community around you where you aren't running to the store every time you need a, a tool, but that you've got relationship with your neighbor to say, hey, if you've got the whippersnipper, can I borrow it on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? And you can have it on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, and we can save some money together that way. Um, you know, some of those things are going to get that creativity is going to happen. And I really am a, a, a significant. This season is a season of coming together, being honest and, and getting creative together about saying, how can we how can we live together in community and, and allow each other uh, in a sense to, to, to grow together and, and to journey through this together and uh, and looking at the different interests uh, again, knowing that. As a wise person, my mortgage is going to renew in the next number of years for half of you. So how are we going to respond to that and looking at that now uh, so that we can uh, not pay the price later? And I would say more than enough is that's what we do. Um, David, um, as we are starting to call him, is a voice of reason. 
maybe he's not always reasonable, but he <laughs> is a voice of reason, and I'm biased because I'm married to him. But there are many godly people out there mm-hmm. who do this, have done it, have lived through harder things, and I think we need to tap into the wisdom that's around us. So, Lord, we just thank you for um, teaching us. Thank mm-hmm. you that you are with us. Thank you that you are the primary one. Even before we go into the nitty-gritty of our finances, we call on you. We say, Lord, help us. Um, we repent of maybe things that, that have led us aside from your way, and um, we get back and move forward, setting our eyes on things above. Lord, I pray that you would help each of us in this journey, um, and um, thank you for being with us and being near. And I just pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Then I want to leave you with one verse, and that is from James, and it says that the Lord is generous in giving you the wisdom. There is a full storehouse of wisdom. So as if you're one of those who say, I don't know, the, the wise see danger and, and wait, the Lord is the one who supplies the wisdom, and you can, uh, you can rely that he is generous in the giving. So join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.